Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of moon dust, moon crust, and moon rocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. What is up, everybody, on this Friday morning, this chilly, chilly Friday morning? And I know it's cold outside because for some reason, my wonderful and intelligent and sweet two-year-old really wanted to go outside at about 7 o'clock this morning and play on his little swing set that we've got out there. And so for about five minutes before he realized that it was miserably cold, my hands aren't moving, please, Dad, take me inside. Uh, I got to experience that. I didn't change either. I was wearing a t-shirt out there. It's brutal. It is brutal. But uh, welcome in nonetheless. Glad to see you guys on this Friday. We've got a lot to talk about today. There's a lot going on. And it's more like um, like hurry up and wait, you know? I mean, we're all talking about something that hadn't happened yet. We've been doing it for like five days now, and everybody's kind of all over the place, and you got people... It reports out there and just all this stuff. There's just stuff going on when it comes to recruiting specifically in Oxford and quarterbacks. And, oh, by the way, politicians are about to insert themselves into a place where they do not belong and they are going to ruin college sports. So we'll get to all that. We'll talk uh, JT Daniels, Jackson Dart, some reporting last night about package deals and Lane Kiffin's travels and all that stuff. So we'll talk about all that right here on the live stream. Uh, by the way, Pels won last night. Uh, sorry, ESPN. The Knicks suck. Maybe they should move to Seattle. M- maybe it should be them. Their own fans were booing them in the third quarter of a game last night. But yeah, that's that's where... All the players, that's where they should go. That's where the players need to be. That's the mecca of basketball for sure. Best fans, why would you not want to play for the Knicks? Anyway, I won't waste your time anymore on that. But shout out to my guys for beating the Knicks in the Garden last night. But that's not what you're here for. (laughs) That's not what you're here for. But uh, I've got the mic, so I'm going to shout out my guys. Either way, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Michael Borky on YouTube. Also follow on Twitter and Facebook. And wherever you get your podcast, Mike in the Morning or My Name Should Turn Up Results. Subscribe there and uh got the bots in here already awesome glad to see the bots anybody that's listening i'm glad to see even if you're on like a russian bot farm or something i'm still happy to see you uh if you're watching on twitter you can't comment for whatever reason so hop on over to one of the other platforms facebook or youtube and be a part of this i'd love to hear from you guys this morning especially when it comes to this stuff This recruiting quarterback transfer portal stuff. I'd love to hear from you guys on this Friday morning. But again, I am glad to see you. So there was a report last night, if you want to call it that. There was a report last night um, that really took off. And it was centered around the the travel of, of Lane Kiffin and... Recruiting a particular or possibly two Georgia players. And you guys know me by now. I do not like to 
I don't like to call other people in this business out. I, I know how hard it is sometimes uh, to get information, to be right. I, I get it. So I, I'm not going to use somebody else in what I think is is an inaccurate report. I'm not going to bash the guy. That's, that's not my thing. Uh, I will tell you what it said, and I will tell you why I'm completely and totally skeptical of it, but I'm not going to sit here and like rip on a guy who, who's grinding just like everybody else in the business is. I, I think he's dead wrong, but I'm not going to try to get clicks off of somebody else's name like that. Not my style. Maybe it should be my style. Maybe that will generate more interest if I start calling people out publicly, but that's that's not my thing. There was, though, a report last night after Lane Kiffin tweeted a picture of the Athens, Georgia airport. The presumption was he was going to see Jermaine Burton, a wide receiver that is getting interest from basically everybody, a high-level athlete uh, transferring out of Georgia. And the presumption was Lane Kiffin was going to see him. That's what I immediately thought as well, because why would he not? Ole Miss needs receiver help with Dontario Drummond and Braylon Sanders both off to the NFL. And and this guy would step in and be the most talented wide receiver on their roster, more likely than not. I I think Mingo's got a lot of upside, but uh, this Jermaine Burton would be the guy if you're able to sign him. So, of course, Lane was going to see him. That seems obvious. But this report said that Lane Kiffin met with JT Daniels, the Georgia quarterback that is also in the portal, and Jermaine Burton today in Athens. Both players are in the portal, and I am told, this is what he says, this is not what I'm told, I am told that they see themselves as a, quote, package deal, was the report last night. That JT Daniels and Jermaine Burton see themselves as a package deal. Um, Here's the thing about that. You should... Always be skeptical of that phrase, package deal. Always should be skeptical of that phrase because you have seen that in the past here locally and beyond in recruiting where players uh, consider themselves, quote, package deals, and they don't end up at the same place. Can two guys that are friends – hold on, I got to talk to the monitor – love it, love it – it almost never works out. When you've got two recruits, and, and there are examples to the contrary, like Laramie Tunsil was a package deal. Ole Miss added a couple of players to their roster for Laramie Tunsil. But those guys were not players that they were going to recruit and sign independently. That was a package deal in a we will take those guys if you sign here kind of package deal. In this case, and you see this in recruiting all the time, When you've got two players that are independently good, I'm skeptical of JT Daniels, but he will have suitors. He independently, absent of Jermaine Burton, he's good. And Jermaine Burton, obviously, absent JT Daniels, is also quite good. They're going to have suitors, major suitors, in Burton's case especially, independent of each other. And these guys almost never tie themselves to each other. Always be skeptical of the package deal situation. I would always be skeptical of the package deal situation because especially Jermaine Burton should not and will very unlikely tie himself to JT Daniels when Jermaine Burton's options will be much better than that of JT Daniels. Much better. I mean, Jermaine Burton's got apparently LSU interest. He's got Ole Miss interest. Any team, any program that is smart will be recruiting Jermaine Burton. Is not the case for JT Daniels. 
maybe Ole Miss misses on Jackson Dart today, and they they go next to JT Daniels. But there's a reason he left Southern Cal, and there's a reason he's leaving Georgia. On top of the fact that he's been injured and is injury prone, there's a reason that he has not been the full-time starter at both of those places. Uh, There will be skepticism. There will be uh, questions, and he won't be guaranteed a starter, even at a place like Ole Miss that is kind of quarterback desperate. And we'll get to that more in a second. But when you see the phrase package deal, I could be wrong here, and this report could be right. He could be right. They could see themselves as a package deal and will end up at the same place. But you should immediately be skeptical of it because, and again, I could be wrong. I could be proven wrong here in an hour. But Jermaine Burton will have better options than JT Daniels. Jermaine Burton is in higher demand than JT Daniels. And when it comes down to it, these two guys, I I would just be surprised if Burton ties himself to Daniels in that way. I really would, because he might have to play at a place that he didn't want to play at, that he's much better than if, in fact, they are tied together. It was also reported this morning um, that, uh, in fact, Kiffin didn't see Daniels at all. Uh, multiple people have now said that that Kiffin didn't see Daniels at all, so that, that report is inaccurate in totality, but... Package deal is something you should always be skeptical of. Guys end up at the same place. They could end up at the same place. Again, Ole Miss could miss on Dart, and they go after and sign Daniels, who will probably end up being Luke Altmyer's backup because that's how it's gone in his career. Uh, and Burton ends up at Ole Miss, too. Maybe that does happen. It's possible that that happens. But I promise you, they are not tied together. They will go separate places if need be. The package deal thing in recruiting is just never reality. Just, it never really is. Uh, unless one player is significantly better than the other and his cousin is like a two-star and the school really wants him, so they offer his cousin a scholarship and they both go to that school. That's how package deals really work out in recruiting. Not so much here. I could be wrong. They could end up in the same place. You should meet stuff like that with skepticism. And, of course, people see that, and they take it and run with it, and they say, oh, well, this means good news for Oklahoma. Well, that means that Jackson Dart signing with Oklahoma. No, that that even if that meeting did happen, that's not what that means. Coaches recruit multiple players at the same position literally all the time. You cannot just recruit and sign one quarterback. You, Lane Kiffin cannot just recruit Arch Manning in, in the next cycle. He, he can't do it. That would be a very bad decision. And by the way, they're not doing it. They're in on multiple 2023 quarterbacks because that's what you're supposed to do. Even if that is true, and he did meet with JT Daniels yesterday, which that is being refuted, um, that doesn't mean anything for, for Oklahoma. Nothing. Oklahoma's recruiting multiple quarterbacks. Hell, the same week they had Jackson Dart in town, they had another portal quarterback visit them that week, and they also signed another portal quarterback so that's also kind of a goofy talking point, but that's that's what people do. This whole thing's getting a little silly, and it's not the players' fault. This is a gigantic decision for them. I, I, I've seen some people get frustrated with this situation. They didn't get to have a real recruitment because of COVID. These guys were in that COVID class that, that couldn't visit anywhere. They weren't allowed to. So this is their first real recruitment anyway, but this is a big decision. 
it, it, it's could affect the next 15 years of their life. So if they didn't do it fast enough for your liking, I would encourage you to relax. And also social media is not something that you should follow if it bothers you that they're shouting out, you know, other schools that are showing interest in them. But anyway, Alexander says, at first I could understand sleeping on it for a day or two. It's a huge decision. I get it. But at this point, it feels like there's a bit of a tension whoring with Dart. Maybe so. You know, maybe so. But uh, I will say that it can look like attention whoring, or it's possible that he really is torn and just hasn't decided yet. Corey, you're exactly right. Package deals exist until one holds the other back. Uh, you're exactly right. And I think in this case, one could hold the other back. And I don't think that would they would let that happen. I really don't. I could be wrong. Again, I could be wrong. I'm wrong often. But I was skeptical when I saw that. I'm still skeptical this morning. I don't buy it, truthfully. Um, because one is going to have much better suitors than the other. And there's no guarantee JT Daniels is starting anywhere. I mean, he can't beat out a, a very limited walk-on in Stetson Bennett. Do you think he's going to be guaranteed a starting spot at a place like Ole Miss? No. Not with Altmaier there. No shot. No shot. So we'll see. We will see. Uh, this thing is um, its kind of a mess. I've had a few people ask me, oh, what's the latest on Dart? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea where they're going to end up. Uh, Lane Kiffin's tweeting awfully confidently about all this. But... Uh, I have no idea what happens. I really don't. Corey says, I don't think Dart hates the attention, but I do think it's a really tough decision for the kid. If he's choosing the wrong place, he's sitting out a year to transfer again. Yeah. Um, and there's a chance that he, um, you know, gets beat out. That's the thing here. There's a chance he gets beat out. I, I don't think he's guaranteed a starting position anywhere. I mean, if he goes to Oklahoma, he's got Dylan Gabriel that he has to compete with. If he goes to BYU, BYU started two guys last year. He's got to compete with. If he goes to Ole Miss, Luke Altmaier, he has to compete with. So you've got to make sure it's the right place in the right situation, and, and you've got the best chance to win the job and, and all that. It's not easy. and uh, But they clearly are appreciating the attention they're getting. Um, but that's why... If you guys listen to me on a regular basis, this is this kind of stuff is why I think recruiting coverage uh, should be limited. And I don't even know how you, you regulate that, but the the way that they are acting is a product of how recruiting is covered. And I think it's I think they are a product and not the reason, if that makes sense. I think recruiting coverage creates social media attention whoring because every time they put a tweet out there it becomes a content item you know and i don't know if you knew this 19 year old kids kind of like attention especially when it comes to social media so i think they are just a product of the creation and they're not creating you know if that makes sense either way uh so we'll see we'll see if it happens today it's got to happen soon one way or the other uh i just i do not at all uh, by 
the package deal thing with JT Daniels. I really don't buy it. I don't think Lane Kiffin being in Athens means anything uh, about Jackson Dart. I really don't. Um, if JT Daniels ends up at Ole Miss, it's um, it's because they missed on Dart. <laughs> and it's not because they signed him just to get Jermaine Burton. It's not how they're going to do that. So I do get asked all the time, and you know I've addressed this before, but I think it bears repeating. People asking, what about Altmaier? The recruiting of Jackson Dart and other quarterbacks means they don't believe in Luke Altmaier. And there are – I saw – Somebody was telling me about a, a Facebook group again. I shouldn't respond to stuff that is being said on Facebook, but that's real people, and those are real Ole Miss fans saying things like this. And so if you're one of those people, um, this is for you again. I get asked all the time, what about Altmaier? What about Luke Altmaier? They're recruiting um, Jackson Dart means they don't like Altmaier. Or this is disrespectful to Altmaier, or, or as said on a on a radio interview recently, if I'm Luke Altmaier, I'm pissed and I'm transferring out and all this stuff. Um, I will say again, you cannot go into a season with one viable scholarship quarterback on your roster. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. Nick Saban wouldn't do it. Kirby Smart wouldn't do it. Jimbo Fisher wouldn't do it. Brian Harson wouldn't do it. Mike Leach wouldn't do it. Nobody would do it. Brian Harson took in two transfer quarterbacks look at the way Georgia has recruited the quarterback position in Alabama and Texas A&M my gosh Texas A&M has the guy that they named the starter to start this past season on roster and they still added Max Johnson because it's the most important position on the field you need to stockpile talent at that position just because Lane Kiffin is recruiting Jackson Dart does not mean that he hates Luke Altmaier it doesn't mean anything it just means he's doing what you're supposed to do as the head coach of an SEC school going into this season with just Luke Altmaier completely and totally unproven Luke Altmaier would be a very stupid thing for Lane Kiffin to do and if what was said in that radio interview is true if it is true that the recruiting of Jackson Dart has made Luke Altmaier mad if it has upset him to the point where he's considering leaving just by the presence of Jackson Dart he is not cut out to be a quarterback in the SEC anyway he's not because there is not a place in this league that would guarantee you a starting job when you haven't proven a damn thing. And with all due, I, I think Altmaier's talented. I think he showed you a lot in the Sugar Bowl. You guys know me by now. I have said that many, many, many times. I repeat myself a lot. I, I'm sorry about that. I do. Because I do two podcasts and a radio show, and I don't know when I say certain things and where I say them. So I'm being repetitive here, I'm sure. But Luke Altmaier performed admirably in the Sugar Bowl, but he is completely and totally unproven. Totally unproven. And if the presence of Jackson Dart causes him to transfer, he was never cut out for the SEC anyway. Because if you are so scared of competition that you will leave at the sight of it, you are not going to be a good quarterback in the SEC because your mentality is weak. That's weak. You, did you honestly think that after Matt Corral left Lane Kiffin was not going to add quarterbacks to his roster did you think that they were just going to go sign some Johnny two-star to hold your clipboard and just give you the starting job no shot that's not how this works Nick Saban wouldn't do it Jimbo wouldn't do it that's not how this works that's that's not how you should operate at the S in the SEC no shot 
It's the most important position on the field. And as we've learned, you better win always. There's no three-year development grace period anymore in college football. You go a year and a half without wins, and you're fired. Look at Ed Orgeron. Look at Dan Mullen. You have to win now. And if you have one unproven quarterback in your room, and you go into a season with one unproven quarterback in your room that is viable to play, it's a bad decision. That's a very stupid thing for Lane Kiffin to do, and honestly, he's not stupid. That's why he recruited Dylan Gabriel. That's why he's recruiting Jackson Dart. That's why they tried on Caleb Williams. And that's why if Jackson Dart goes somewhere else, they're going to have another quarterback in the portal that they go after. It's going to happen. Maybe it's JT Daniels. Again, maybe I'm wrong, and and Lane saw Daniels yesterday, and it's a package deal and all that. Maybe that happens. But they are not going into the season with just Luke Altmaier. It's not happening. That would be a very stupid thing to do. And as Randall says, Ole Miss at that point would be one play away from having to run the wildcat. I mean, you know, and you're you're rolling with Kincaid Denton walk on. That that's what you're doing. You're one play away from that. And you saw in the Sugar Bowl how easily you are one play away from be, having that being in that situation. It's a nonsensical thought that Lane Kiffin would not try to add talented quarterbacks to his roster. If you are if you are Luke Altmaier, and I don't know if he's like this. Maybe he's like, hell yeah, bring Jackson Dart in. I'm going to beat him out. That's the mentality a quarterback in the SEC should have. That's the mentality Matt Corral would have had. That's the one he did have. He could have transferred, remember? After 2019, Oregon wanted that kid. And he knew that he's going to have to beat out Plumlee. He also knew that he was a hell of a lot better than Plumlee, but he knew that he would have to beat out Plumlee. And instead of transferring out, he stayed, won the job, and became a badass. Forgive my language. That's what a real SEC quarterback does. So if just the presence of Dart is causing Altmaier to transfer out, then honestly let him go. Because that mentality is not going to win at this level anyway. And again, I don't know if that's his mentality. For all I know, he's like, bring him on. I'm good. I'm going to win the job. That's what you want out of your quarterback. I'm good. I'm going to win the job here. That's what you want. But if you think Lane should not be recruiting Jackson Tart because it might make Altmaier mad, you're foolish. Because nobody else in the SEC would do that. Nobody else in the SEC would do that. Not a single person. Nobody. Nobody. Mike Leach sure as hell wouldn't do it. I mean, look at last year. Look, this past season. So Mississippi State ended the season with Will Rogers as the starter. They still brought in a high-level high school quarterback and a transfer. Luke, uh, Luke Altmaier, I've got that on the brain. Will Rogers could have left. Oh, well, he's bringing in Jack Abraham and this high school kid. Uh, you know, I'm just not going to compete. You know, I'm going to go somewhere else. Will Rogers stuck it out and uh, is better than, would have been better than Jack Abraham had he not had um, you know, the injury issues, and he beat out Sawyer Robertson. Mike Leach brought in two quarterbacks last year to compete with Will Rogers. That's what, that's what you do. That's what Mike Leach did the right thing. That's what you do. Jimbo Fisher's doing the right thing. Absolutely. He's got Haynes King. 
but I don't know. Haynes King hadn't proven me anything. Max Johnson can come in and try to win the job. That's how you're supposed to do it. Larry says, we may or may not get Dart. Talk about Ole Miss, of course. But we have a good quarterback in-house. Yes, we need another quarterback in the room. Absolutely. That's the, that's what I've always maintained, is if they don't get Dart, it's not like Altmeyer is a bum. He was a blue-chip guy, looked good in the Sugar Bowl, but you still need to add bodies in that room. You have to. Whether it's you get a, a high school kid that nobody knows about in February or somebody that's going to transfer in, they were always going to add a quarterback in this cycle to that room. Whether it's Jackson Dart, Caleb Williams, JT Daniels, or Johnny from South Lake Carroll, Texas. They were always going to add somebody in this room. Always. They have to. Tucker says, I don't know Altmaier personally, but from what I've heard from coaches, players, etc., he doesn't seem like the guy that's going to pack up and leave if Dart signs. He already knows the playbook anyway. Yeah, he's got to. He will be given the opportunity to win the job. Lane Kiffin's not going to hand the job to Jackson Dart, who hadn't proven him anything. It will be a true competition, and the best quarterback will rise. And, you know, if if Altmaier goes through spring, for example, and it becomes abundantly clear that Jackson Dart's the better option, then I would understand. But if you don't stay and compete at all, it's ridiculous. And I agree with you. There's there's nothing that is indicated that he will do that. Clay says, do transfer rankings go off the player's high school rating or do they get rated again? 24-7 rates them again. So, for example, Brooks, the uh, offensive tackle that Ole Miss got from Western Kentucky, is a four-star transfer. He was a two-star out of high school. So, I, tw- 24-7, that, that's awesome that they're doing that. Because you've got to factor that in now when you're talking about recruiting classes and stuff, you have got to factor that in because recruiting is all, is all about talent acquisition, right? It's about who you're bringing into your program. And if you're only ranking and talking about high school players in the portal era, then you're doing it wrong. You have got to add transfers into recruiting class and you have to rank them as best you can to gauge the kind of talent a team is bringing in. So yeah, they, they do re-rank them. As best they can. It's tough to gauge sometimes because guys go to a school and they don't play for a year and they transfer out. And you're like, well, what are they? It's hard to tell. But yeah, they do re-rank them as best they can. Alexander, you're right. One play away from being Southern Miss last year. Or your wide receiver and your running backs are having to play quarterback. Yeah. Dick Jones says Luke ain't going anywhere. I tend to believe that. I tend to believe that. Um, Because I'm telling you, I, I keep repeating myself, but if... The presence of Jackson Dart scares him away without competing against him. He's not cut out for the SEC. Big NFL weekend, that's right. Uh, I love I love underdogs this weekend in the NFL. I love the underdogs this weekend. Love them. Yeah, exactly. Mike Leach also signed Daniel Greek and the kid from South Alabama that played at, at Lovertich. Yeah, because that's what you have to do. <laughs> that's what you have to do. Because you're a play away and two plays away from being in a deep, deep hole. Tucker says, also keep in mind that Corral was rough at first, both skill-wise and leadership ability. Look at his change. Kiffin did that. The same can happen with Altmaier and or Dart. He makes quarterbacks better. Absolutely. He's he's made quarterbacks better at every single stop he's ever made. Uh, yeah, Corral had, had the ceiling that was as high as it is uh, always. You knew that the talent was there. The raw ability was there. 
but he he had maturity issues and consistency issues, and both of those got cleaned up, really cleaned up, and he became what will be a first round pick. So, pretty impressive there. Thirty minutes to say I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, I don't know what what Jackson Dart and Michael Trigger are going to do. So we'll see. I'm skeptical of the package deal thing. I don't really think that's how that's going to work out. And it's being reported now that Kiffin actually didn't um, see Daniels, which makes the most sense to me. One more thing for you. I've got one more thing for you. Uh, Politicians need to stick to politics. And this kind of felt like this was the direction that things were headed. Because politicians uh, don't know what the hell they're doing. And now that we have NIL and the NCAA is begging, begging Congress to do something about it. And you guys have heard me talk about that before. And Congress is the only entity that is more incompetent than the NCAA. And Congress should not be fixing college sports. The NCAA should get off their ass and do their job. But here is the next layer to it. You've got a bill, and this will happen in other states as well. You've got a bill that was introduced in Iowa that wants to reclassify college athletes as employees. It would provide that the state board of regents fix the compensation for college athletes in Iowa and entitle them to employee benefits. Sounds noble, and it's also incredibly stupid. And here's why. If you make college athletes employees of the school, it will destroy college sports. And not in the way that people are saying about NIL, where, oh, it ruins it for me because, oh, I, you know, blue check mark sports radio guy. Oh, it, it just is terrible to know that guys on the field have gotten a few thousand extra dollars. It ruins the integrity of the game like there's ever been integrity in it. Uh, no, I'm talking about this will ruin college sports. If you force schools to make their athletes employees and pay them, any sport that doesn't make money will be eliminated. That's what will happen. That's the next step. The softball, well, maybe Title IX will preserve some of the equivalency sports, but anything extra will be eliminated. No more volleyball. No more tennis. In a lot of places, no more soccer. In a lot of places, most places, goodbye baseball. It will ruin college sports. If you force the schools to make the athletes employees and pay them like they are employees, all of those programs will go away. All of them. And the only thing that will be left is the ones that make money and the, uh, the equivalency sports. Anything extra will be eliminated. Scholarships, free education, opportunities that some of these kids wouldn't receive otherwise would be taken away from them, and the college sports model would be destroyed. It would be ruined forever. If you make athletes employees, this will get ruined forever. Volleyball will be gone. Tennis will be gone. Swimming will be gone. Rifle will be gone. All of baseball will be, I'm telling you, baseball especially, gone at 99% of the baseball programs in college athletics will be eliminated because it's a money pit. 
for 99% of college athletics. They will get rid of it. All of those opportunities, all of those scholarships, everything that is not a moneymaker or an equivalency sport will be gone if you do this. But politicians who are the dumbest people, the dumbest of us, the worst of us, the, the amazing thing about our society is the people that represent us are the worst of us. They're the worst of us. They, they can't even do their own jobs correctly. They sure as hell need to stick to what their jobs are because this will ruin college sports if they go down this road. This is why NIL is perfect. This is why I've talked about NIL for a long time because NIL removes the school from having to pay the players. They can get their money if the free market allows them to get money. They can be Instagram famous or TikTok famous and have a YouTube channel and monetize it even if it's not a booster with a business giving them money. There are so many opportunities in NIL for college athletes to make money. The Ole Miss women's golf team just won a national championship. Those girls, until NIL, could not teach lessons to young girls in the community for $50 an hour. Now they can. So NIL is not just football players. It's everything. And it allows athletes to make a little extra money on the side. Most of them are just making a little extra money on the side while preserving the collegiate model that gives scholarships and education opportunities and the schools don't have to pay the athletes as employees so they can get money and they can also still get a free education because 99.99% of athletes do not have value that extends beyond the scholarship that they're receiving. It's a perfect model. You can tweak it some, you can oversight it a little bit and, and all that, it needs to be tweaked, but NIL is perfect. Athletes can go get paid if their market value extends beyond their scholarship. They can teach lessons in the offseason. They can have a YouTube channel that makes them money. It's perfect while preserving the collegiate model. But instead, we've got moron politicians who have no idea what they're doing or talking about, who destroy everything they touch, who can't do anything right, who have no business being in the position that they're in, trying to do the right thing by being completely stupid and destroying the model. If this gets popular, it will destroy college sports. It will. And I, for one, if I have a daughter, would love for her to have a chance to get a volleyball scholarship if that's what she chooses to play. Or rifle or soccer, or whatever she chooses in life. I would love, if it's sports, I would love for her to have the chance to go to college for free. I would love for my son to have the chance to go to college for free because it won't be football or basketball. <laughs> I'm sorry to him. The genes that he received when he was born were not that of a high-level college football or basketball player. God bless the young man. It ain't going to happen for him because <laughs> it didn't happen for dad, and dad tried. Uh, but golf, what if he's a great golfer? That program's gone if this happens. Opportunity gone. These people are morons. That's what they are, morons. Corey says politicians legisla legislating things they have no clue about. No, that's never happened before. <laughs> oh, man. Do you hear that question uh, in the state house yesterday? about why are we going to let doctors prescribe illegal drugs when they can't prescribe ivermectin? Um, that would have been a nice zinger if Mississippi doctors were being prohibited from prescribing that, which is not happening. 
those are the people that are running our state. Yeah. Sorry for getting political on here. I know I shouldn't, but God. <sighs> cool zinger, though. Yeah, it was, that was great. NIL is a good thing. However, this is Randall. However, there needs to be some improvements and guidelines. Absolutely. Don't know what it should look like, but some changes are needed. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Of course, says they really are the worst giant children parading around demanding respect they never earned. <laughs> Dick Jones says, shout out to the Lady Dogs last night. Yeah, they were what? Uh, they were down 27. 27 at one point. Should have won the game. I'm telling you, he's doing a really good job with uh, with a depleted roster. And yes, terms look term term limits, please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I gotta run. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and like the video. And I will see you Sunday night. Sunday. See you Sunday night. In the meantime, y'all be good. Enjoy your cold and chilly weekend. Maybe we'll get some answers about quarterbacks. Maybe we will. We will see. See y'all soon. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.